What is going on, guys? Back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. It is your boy D and Ed. Today we got a small episode for you guys. We got some minor Wizards transaction news. Where me and Ed think the Wizards stack up in the Eastern Conference. Should the Wizards be buyers and or sellers at the deadline? And Wizards Cavaliers preview. So let's get right into it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your boy, DNA, back at you with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. So, minor transaction news. Ed, the Wizards signed Brad Wanamaker on a 10-day hardship deal. He played 22 games with the Pacers this season, and he averaged 3.4 points per game. So, I mean, nothing to really write home about. But... To start off, well, firstly, any thoughts about that transaction? Any, or was it just like a eh type of thing for you? Um, I like it. Honestly, I think we need to start signing some more of these veterans. To be honest, to be honest, I thought we dropped the ball with Greg Monroe, who was on the Capital City Go Go, who was staring us right in the face. I mean, we had him on the on our Go Go team, on our G League team, and he has a great game uh, for the I want to say the Bucks, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or the. I can't, I can't remember what team Greg Monroe was on, but he had a great game. He had a double-double and helped them win a game. Uh, uh, we see, I believe. Yeah, it was Timberwolves. Yeah, one of, one of those teams. Uh, one of those teams. Um, you know, you see Brandon Knight got signed. Um, I say Atomic got signed today. I mean, none of these guys are going to change the team, but they, they can certainly help out. Um, so, I mean, I, I thought we I thought we should have tried to sign some more of these guys because Adam Silver, he's not going to pause the season. He already said that. Um, now some of the games could be postponed. You see what happened with the Nets um, and the Miami Heat. Last, they just had we, they just had news today that um, Mac I want to say Max Struess tested positive or his health and safety protocols. Gabe Vincent's in health and safety protocols, and we we just played these guys last night. So who knows what's going to happen with the Wizards? You know who, who knows more guys could be in safety protocols tomorrow, but we could possibly get some guys back. But you know Michael Beasley's out there. I'm not saying let's just go sign everybody. You know Lance Stevenson's back and Lee Joe Johnson, but I, I think. We um, and we were trying to give some of our younger guys a chance, like Jordan Shackle, Isaiah Todd, some some reps out there. Um, sword, sword, play well. Um, but I think we do. We might have to, you know, try to get some of these guys who um, are veterans but haven't been in the league in a little while. But um, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Every time Brad Wanamaker plays against us, he has a good game. That's what I remember. But three points per game is not great. But um, I, I think he'll definitely help while Hollow Neto is out and Aaron Holiday was out because we we. Only point guard we really had out there last night was, was Spencer Dinwiddie, and that, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, you can debate if Spencer Dinwiddie is actually like a really, really a point guard himself. Right, yeah. But, I mean, the Greg Monroe thing I think is kind of – I would have liked to see him on the team. The Wizards needed somebody with, you know, some size down there, a little bigger. Greg Monroe's a little bigger. Um, it's comparing to other Wizards centers currently on the roster. But, I mean, at this point – Ravage roster, everything going down with COVID. Bring guys in, especially veterans. Maybe you get lucky and find a guy who actually can help long term for the season. You know, 
This is a guy, like you said, he's had good games against the Wizards in the past with Boston. So who knows how that'll go? I mean, it could be a good thing. It could be just the eh and the 10 day runs up. So no harm, no foul, especially when you got guys getting ravaged by COVID right now. But eh, where do you see the Wizards ranking in the Eastern Conference, I believe? What are they currently, the AFC right now? They are, yeah, we did drop off, of course, since the 10 and 3 start. Um, but one one last thing I'll say about Brad Wanamaker. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't shoot the ball well from the three point line. We all know that we're bottom five three point percentage and bottom five and three point attempts per game. He shot twenty three percent this year with the Indiana Pacers. He was released by he was waived by the Pacers earlier this year. Um, the year before that, he shot twelve percent from the three point line, six six points per game. So he does not shoot any threes. So he's not going to space the floor with with Charlotte. He didn't shoot the ball well. And with the Golden State Warriors, he didn't shoot the ball well from three point. He shot twenty one percent from the three. So this kind of is um, he'll help with ball handling, bringing the ball up, but uh, and facilitating. But uh, definitely doesn't help out our three point woes because we're we're just a bad three point shooting team. But um, just had to put that out there before I do get to before we get to the standings. Um, yeah, we we are eighth right now, um, and the Eastern Conference is a cluster. We're seventeen and seventeen. Um, you look at the other teams: Boston Celtics, they're ninth right now in the Eastern Conference. They're sixteen and eighteen. The Knicks are tenth. They those teams would make we would make the play-in right now. Charlotte would be in the play-in at eighteen and seventeen. Philly's eighteen and sixteen. So seeds sixteen, seeds six through uh, ten right now are you know we're at five hundred. Everybody is either at five hundred or has two more wins or two more losses uh, right now. So it's kind of a cluster right now. Seeds six through ten. It could go either way. If you lose one game, you could fool around and be. Uh, the 10th seed right now. The Atlanta Hawks are on the outside looking in. They're not even in the play-in right now. I know it's super, super early, but that just shows you kind of how, how how much of a cluster the Eastern Conference is. And then once you get to seeds five through um, the first seed, that's when, you know, you look at the Brooklyn Nets, they're 23 and 9. Chicago's 21 and 10. The Bucks are 23 and 13. Miami's 22 and 13. Cleveland's 20 and 14. The top five seeds, they have more, you know, at least six or f- five or six more wins than losses. But if you look at the cluster of us, like seven, eight, nine, ten, all the playing teams, it's either one or two wins. Um, so it, it, it's a cluster right now. We went from that first seed to the eighth seed. And right now we're not trending in the right direction either. Yeah, I, I would say they've been playing like a eighth seed team. You know, really the recent trend. I've always said the way they were playing, they were playing about 500 ball. And that's where they're at right now, at 500. It's It's so tight right now it's really tight so if you go on the slide like the wizards currently are with their two game losing streak you can next thing you know you can end up and you can be on the outside looking in like the hawks or the raptors at 11 for 12 seed everything is so close right now i mean it's important to try to stack up some wins man you know it's important to try to stack up some wins with how close everything is i mean they got a home stretch coming up i know it's some tough teams like you said we got the Cavs next and the bulls and charlotte but it's all is it's all in DC, and who knows who will be back by then? You know, Brad, etc. But they got to stack up some wins, man, because it's tough. It's tight. It's really tight. This isn't one of those Eastern conferences where you can be really bad and then even sneak into the playing. I mean, it's deep right now. It's really deep. If you got to end up facing the Raptors. Or the Hawks to try to get in the playing tournament, that could be an issue because the Wizards struggle against the Raptors. They struggle against the Hawks. They, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, 
they got to stream together some wins, man, and try to create some distance because it's it's bunch. So if they if they continue this losing, they can be on the outside looking in real quick. So, I mean, I think where they're at right now, they've been playing eight seed ball, five hundred ball, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been pretty inconsistent. Uh, we've seen some games where we got mm-hmm. blown out. I thought the Jazz game we were trending in the right direction. The, the New York Knicks game looking we were trending in the right direction, and then we got some guys out. So yeah, um, hopefully when we do get some guys back, we can start up in the right direction. And the power rankings in the whole league um, right now. I know we took a dip in that, of course, you know, rightfully so. Um, surprisingly, we were like I want to say like thirteen last week. Actually, you know, we were 18 last week, according to the NBA. Right now, we're 16th um, in pace. We're ranked 23rd, which I'm actually surprised we're that high in pace. Offensive rating, we're ranked 23rd at 107.5. Uh, defensive rating, we're at 21 at, at 110.2. Uh, we have a net rating at, at 23 minus uh, minus 2.7. So our defense, we were we were a top five. At one time, we were top five in, like, a lot of categories when we started out of 10 to 3 start, like defensive points allowed, defensive rating, Offensive rating, like everything was top five. Now we're down to 23 mm-hmm. um, in almost every statistical category. And, and it shows when we play. We struggle to score. We don't push the pace. We barely get any fast break points. Uh, we give up a lot of points in the paint now. Uh, we barely we, – we were terrible defending the, the three-point line against the Miami Heat. So um, we haven't been playing good basketball. And, and, and the numbers are showing now. The numbers are showing. Yeah, I mean – uh, they they seem re- as of late they seem like they've been trying to move push the pace a little bit more right. you know not crazy or anything like that so that ranking sounds about right to me I mean but them top ten top five defensive days man those were the days now it's long gone <laughs> I don't think they'll be coming back anytime soon so right. I mean it's tough man and we're going to be talking about it. that's why I really want to get into the buyer seller which we're going to get into next. Mm-hmm. But all the all the rankings you just said, I mean, they sound accurate. It, it where they're rated seems pretty accurate to how they've been playing. It's not like oh they are twenty something in defensive rating, but they look a little better in that with the eye test. No, they look bad defensively. They look bad defensively. They look slow offensively. The offense looks cluttered at time and looks bad. So it's not surprising they have a negative net rating. So I mean, everything you said sounds. Correct to me, where they're stacked up in the East with AFC and their record being 500 and the low defensive rating, all sounds about right. I mean, everything you've told me, I've seen it on the court. So uh, just to end it there. But next, guys, we are going to get into whether me and Ed think the Wizards should be buyers or sellers at the deadline. But first, we do have a message from our friends over at Truebill. How many free trial subscriptions ended up costing you hundreds? if not thousands of dollars, long after forgetting to cancel. Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over 100 million, like Matthew, who says, In a matter of seconds, I saved 660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved 120 for the year on my Cyrus XM bill, saved 840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
Go right now, truebull.com slash locked on NBA. It can save you thousands a year. Truebull.com slash locked on NBA. Also, guys, thank you for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. Now, for your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So, Ed, trade deadline's going to be here before you know it. Um, Where are you at with as far as the Wizards being sellers or buyers? Where do you fall in the spectrum? Uh, Yeah, I mean, the, the trade deadline is February 10th, and there's about 19 games left. What's today? December 30th. We're almost into the new year. We're 17 and, and 17, 34 games, seven games away from 41 games, which is the halfway mark of the season. So everything is approaching very quickly. Uh, so you really got to see how this month of January goes. It's going to tell a lot. And honestly, um, if they come out there playing mediocre and they play like they did, you know, last time we played against the cat played against the Cavs and we're getting blown out. Spencer Dinwiddie is not playing. Um, you know, like he does when he when Bradley Bill's not there, and he he goes back to you know not being aggressive, um, just jacking up threes when he can't get to the basket, and, and just deferring and, and not playing like he did in Brooklyn, or not not playing like he did the last couple of games. And uh, Brad goes out there and shoots twenty eight percent from the three, and we're not moving the ball. And then you know we get some cryptic, you know Montrez is not getting playing time. We get some cryptic cryptic tweets from him, and things go wrong. But yeah, it, it might be time to really be sellers. And I know a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people are having an argument, you know, Wizard social media, even in the comment section, you know, um, you know, do we want to give Bradley Bill 35% of, of the cap on, you know, in, in the offseason? Do we want to give him the five-year $235 million deal, the five-year $242 million deal? And um, that's that's a big question for Tim, Tommy Shepard, you know, but because if you are going to be buyers, you got to swing hard. You cannot just get a mid-level player in here. We need another bona fide star, really an, uh, an at least an all star. I feel like because we got to compete. You know, either you know we we've been we've been we haven't gotten we haven't got past the second round since 1979. So we don't want to keep spinning the wheels of just being a seventh seed or eighth seed. We want to get better. You know, we want to we want to see if this team can really get past the second round. And if we're not striving to do that and get a championship, then yeah, it might be time to look to, you know, trade. You know, the best asset would probably probably be it, it, it is Bradley Bill. So, you know, we got to see how this month of January goes. If we don't, if we're sitting at below 500, two or three games below 500, then yeah, it, it, it may be time to sell. It may be time to look and get some draft picks and, you know, start building around Denny and start building around Rui and, and just see what these young guys can do. Um, and see if we can just load up on some picks. So it, it's intriguing. This month of January is, is going to tell a lot. Um, and the Wizards do have some assets. There are some teams that probably would want a Montrez Harrell to help out in a, in a late year um, push, in a regular season push to get the playoffs. There are some teams that could use a KCP, a 3 and D guy. There are some teams that could use a Kyle Kuzma, um, you know, because he can shoot the ball and he can play defense. So there, there's a couple assets that we could – you know, throw it in a trade. Um, and it, like I said, if we want to be buyers, there's not a lot of stars out there that are available right now. We'll see. Maybe Sabonis, maybe Pascal Siakam with Toronto because they're, 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 they have a losing record right now. So there could be some disgruntled star that pops up, you know, in the near future. You just never know. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. You got to make a decision, man. Um, 
you want to see improvement. You don't want to see the same thing. Last year, they were a playing team. This year, they're looking more and more like a playing team. And it may be harder to get into the playing this season than it was last season. Because that took a late season push where the Wizards with Russ and Bill and they were just going crazy and they got hot. And you could say it's thanks to an easier schedule towards the end of the season. But they did all that just to get into the play-in. You know, they ended up in the play-in. So if you're going back-to-back years in the play-in, man, I don't think that's the goal here. Like you said, it's been since what the 70s, you said, since they made it past the second round. The Wizards got to do something, man. Um Especially with with this Brad thing, who knows if they get a commitment or some type of. Because if they don't, I mean, you may have to start making calls because it would be nonsensical to not do it if Brad hasn't given you any verbal commitment or vote of confidence that he'll be staying. I mean, but I, I wouldn't. Shoot, I'm all for trying to go go all in and get somebody, man, mm-hmm. because I'm Definitely. tired of floating around and just being average. You know, the Wizards have been average. For a while, they're known as an average franchise. Like, as of late, their recent history after, you know, since the 70s and stuff. They've been good. They've had good teams, but not good enough. And now they've been bad, and now they've been average. I want to be more than average. Yeah, I'm with you. It's it's either go big or go home. You know, we can't just be this middle-of-the-pack team for the past five, six, or six. You know, really for the past two or three years, you know, when we did have John Wall, we, we showed promise. We looked like we had a good team, Death Row DC. Um, and we're, we're figuring out, you know, whether Bradley Bill can be a number one option. So that's, and, and, and we don't want to have, you know, Bradley Bill, he could leave us high and dry in off season too. You know, he could, he could opt out and go to a different team. So the Wizards got to do what's best for them. And then Bradley Bill said it himself in the Chris Haynes in, uh, interview. He said, he's got to be selfish too. So it's like, you know, the Wizards could be caught up man, in a bad situation because if we let Bradley Bill leave for nothing, then, you know, we didn't get any assets. We didn't get any first-round picks. We traded a first-round pick for, for Russell Westbrook, you know, and, and John Wall, which that first-round pick is a protected lottery pick. But the Thunder have it right now, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of we're tough on picks to trade to bring somebody in. So, but like I said, the, the pickings are slim at the guys – I mean, Carl Towns is one guy, too, that we could throw out there to try to get in Brandon Ingram if he becomes available. Those are just some of the big names. Somebody like a Jeremy Grant. He doesn't. I like Jeremy Grant, but he doesn't really move the needle. I feel like it's got to be, you know, one of those all-star. You got to be an all-star, multi-time all-star to, for me to, to feel like, it, you know, the Wizards are moving the needle. So, um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, the month of January is going to be very intriguing. But, you know, we're going to get to this Cavaliers preview. Let's see the Wizards start on the right foot here. Uh, before the end of 2021, uh, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the Pro Football Playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to head to the website or use your mobile device to sub today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Put on is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, D, how you feeling about this Cleveland game tomorrow night? Starts at 7. 
what's your keys to victory and a bold prediction? Uh, I know Ricky Rubio just had a torn ACL, which sucks mm-hmm. for Cleveland because he's been playing really good basketball. And, I mean, he's been a key to those guys being as good as they are and being as surprising as they've been. And now that he's out, that's tough. Um, Evan Mobley, that's the key right there. The rookie, he's been going crazy. He's a beast. Top three picks. I mean, you got to find a way to slow him down. Once again, the interior defense has to be on point. Darius Garland defending him. Is is Darius Garland playing? No, I think he's on Yeah, yeah, Darius Garland. He didn't even play last game. I'm sorry, not him. Yeah. Um, but guys like Lori Marketing, Okoro, etc. Kevin Love off the bench. You got to be able to, especially Kevin Love. You got to make sure you keep him off the three point line. He went seven for twelve from the three against the Pelicans. You got to make sure you get him off the three point line for sure, and defend the paint. You know, make it tough on Evan Mobley. He went 9 for 12 from the field against the Pelicans in their last game. Lloyd Marketing went 6 for 15 from the field, and he can space the floor as well. You got to make it tough for these guys in the paint, in the mid-range, and defend the three. They struggled to defend the three against the Heat, and they also struggled to defend the paint against the Miami Heat as well. So I say those two things are so important. Keeping the turnovers down, obviously. They had 18 against the Heat. You can't have 18 again tonight. I mean, tomorrow night. Defending the three, defending the paint, keeping the turnovers low. Those are the three things I would say. Definitely more ball movement. Uh, we did have 27 assists uh, against the Miami Heat. My bold prediction was 30 assists, so we did get close to that. Uh, but, yeah, guys got to step up. Kuz, once again, uh, Gaff. I mean, he's going to have a tough He's going to have a tough battle with Evan Mobley. And um, Jared Allen played. So, yeah, Jared Allen didn't play against the Pelicans. They actually lost to the Pelicans uh, 104-108. But um, so we get a break there with Evan Mobley being um, – only Evan Mobley being there, Laurie Markkinen too. So he's a guy that can step up and shoot the three. We got to defend the three-point like you said. I'm, I'm basically going to echo what you said. Got to defend the three-point line. They got some shooters. They got some guys that will, will put it up there. They're not afraid to shoot it from deep. Um, they got bigs that can stretch the floor and will space the floor. So they're going to have a spaced-out floor. So Daniel Gavin's going to have to step up. Um, we don't have a lot of bigs. Uh, Alizé Johnson, he's going to have to get a lot of minutes, too. Apparently, we don't know um, if, if Trez is going to come back. Holly doubt Trez is going to come back for the game tomorrow night. Um, same thing with Hollow Neto. Same thing with Aaron Holiday. So Wanamaker is going to have to big, have big minutes, too. Um, but, yeah, defending, defending the paint. Um, Rotating, talking on defense, um, and let's 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 try to get off to a fast start because we always have a slow, we usually have a slow start most of the time when we come out, you know, guns are blazing, knocking out some threes, getting to the bass and moving the ball. That's when we, that's typically when we win the games. The third quarter is going to be huge. Um, it's usually the deciding factor for us. I think there's a stat when we when we lead in the third quarter, we usually win the game. Um, but yeah, from a guard standpoint, we get a little break too. I mean, I hate injuries. Ricky Rubio is going to be out, and um, Darius Garland most likely will be out too. So they don't have a lot of guards either. So, you know, somebody, some of the guys stepping up from the G League are going to have to step up and play big minutes. Sword is going to have to have a big game. Honestly, I'm not saying 20 points, but he's going to have to contribute. Um, same thing with Wanamaker when he comes in. We, like I said, we don't know if Bradley Bill's going to come back either. But So this game really, it, it is a toss-up because we just don't know who's going to be available and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how it is these days. But, yeah, we it, it, if we let Kevin Love get hot, and hit five or six threes, then, yeah, we deserve to lose. Um, 
and, and same thing with Lori Marketing because we know what they, these guys want to do. They want to space the floor and knock it down. And Evan Mobley, yeah, he, 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 he might be number one in the Rookie of the Year candidate right now, 22.7 boards against the Pelicans. And they, the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night, they blew out the Raptors by like 50 points or something. It's just ridiculous. So um, defending the three-point line, moving the ball, Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm, I'm expecting him to step up. And um, we're looking at you, man. You know, he's, he's playing well without Bradley Bill, so I'm looking for him to keep controlling the pace, you know, push the ball. Let's try to get some easy baskets. You know, when we actually try to push the pace against the Miami Heat, we started to get some easy baskets before they could set up in zone. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cleveland Cavaliers try to set up in zone as well. They know the scouting reporting against the Wizards. Corey Kispert, he's been playing better with more minutes. So I'm looking for him to knock down some shots. And Davies Bertans is actually starting to um, – he's, he's shooting better. He hit five threes against the Miami Heat. So I'm looking at him too. Um, he, he's been playing better as of late. And maybe he could pump up his trade value. We could try to be some buyers if he's playing better. So um, And Denny too. Denny is handling the ball more too. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to see Denny play with, with some guys out where he's going to be forced to – handle the ball more since we don't have a lot of point guard play. So I'm intrigued to see that too. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Bradley Bill is going to be back if for this game. I mean, I know he's questionable, but mm-hmm. we'll see. And cause I want him to play because I really want to see. Oh, of course. Yeah. Then what he has, what'd you say? Oh, I said, yeah, it was a green. Yeah. Of course, oh yeah. 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 Uh, because I really want to see after then has had a stretch of games now without Brad, not just like one game. Then his back. Mm. He's gotten the opportunity to, you know, get in a flow, have put some consistent work out there, put some consistent, decent games together. I really want to see how he integrates back with Brad because it's going to be insane if he goes back to the passive guy that we've seen previously right. before Brad went out. So I kind of want Brad to be here because I want to see how he plays <laughs> with Brad playing there because we need him to play this way with Brad being there. Um, but as far as bold prediction, I'll say the Wizards get a dub. Um, I'll say they'll get a dub, and I think they'll hold the Cavaliers under 45% from the field. I'll say under 45%. I'll, you know, it may not sound as bold, but if you see the Wizards' defense from the paint, you'll you'll be like, oh, I see why you say that. Right. I'm going to say um, Kuz, man. I'm going to say Kuz steps up. I'm going to say he has 28 points. You know, he looked really aggressive in the beginning of the game against the Heat. He was doing some spin moves, getting to the basket. He had a nice dunk. Um, he, he cooled off a little bit. And the first time we played the Cavs, he had a great game. He had that clutch three. So I'm going to say Kuz is on fire. I'm going to say Kuz gets on fire. He gets hot. He has a, I'm not going to say a breakout game, but he has a really, really good game where he's knocking down the three. He's getting to the basket. So I'm going to say Kuz, but. Um, yeah, the Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Bill um, thing, you know, it's it's just it is a little confusing. So we'll see. I, I was actually kind of I'm not going to say I was happy that Brad didn't play, but I did want to see Spencer, you know, because there's just a huge difference. And now, like you said, I do want to see how they play together. So I just want to see one more game of Spencer being aggressive. And then when Brad comes back, we'll see, because if if, if Spencer is, you know, moving slowly now, we're like, OK, it's not the knee. It's, this is a mental thing. This is just something where it's a chemistry thing. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. I I don't know. I would, I'm not gonna predict the score for this game because there's just so many guys in and out. It's just hard to do it. But it, it it's gonna be a tough game for the Wizards. Not gonna be an easy win at all. It's not gonna be easy at all for the Washington Wizards. Nope, not at all. But that's what we have for you guys today. 
Thank you guys for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Hopefully, guys, tomorrow we'll be coming at you after a Wizards W, man. Hopefully. I'm praying. Hopefully. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching and listening make sure you guys subscribe to locked on wizards on youtube hit the notification bell also subscribe to the locked on wizards podcast on all platforms i think this is the last game of the year from actually no i think there's one more but thank you guys for listening hell to the wizards peace peace